0: Welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I'm thrilled to have you join me as we delve into conversations around optimizing our health, pushing past our fears, pursuing our dreams, and inspiring each other to live a life by design, not by chance. I believe magic happens over coffee and sharing experiences. I've made plans to change careers, move to a new country, organized exciting adventures, and even formed some of my most incredible relationships over coffee. So grab your favorite kappa, sit back, and enjoy our beautiful chats along with our special guests. You never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome to this week's episode. I am beyond thrilled to bring you this incredible guest. Our topic is all about how do you create vision and have inspiration when times are really tough. So when you're in survival mode and you're literally just trying to get through each moment of each day, how do you get yourself out of that? And You know, it wasn't until I had some reflection over my own experience a few years ago now where I hit rock bottom and I realized the things that I did, the steps that I took were learned from this very guest. And so when I put that together, I thought, you know what, I I do believe a lot of people are going through challenging times right now on many different levels. And what a perfect time to not only be inspired, but also come out of it with some real, useful tools that will help you to start moving forward. So today's guest is the one and only, the beautiful, most incredible, and I say badass because she's got an amazing movement called Badass and Beautiful. It is Lauren Lahav. So Lauren is a speaker. She's an author. She's a coach with over 30 years of experience. She is on big stages. She helps everyone from stay-at-home moms to busy Fortune 500 CEOs to get their life and their businesses to the next level. And she does this by helping people get really big results, but also helping them to achieve balance in their life through embracing their passions, their strengths, their relationships, and taking care of their minds and their bodies. I cannot say enough about Lauren. She really has changed my life. I met her Oh gosh, I don't know how many years it is now. I'd have to really sit and think about that. But it was a while back. It was when I was still living in London and Lauren came over to um, do some training and coaching within our company, within our nutrition company together. And that's when I started to learn some incredible tools. That's when I really started to understand this world of personal development and personal growth and how it can really take your life to a whole other level on in many different areas of your life. So whether it's business, relationship, health. And so I am forever grateful for her, for her friendship, for the time that she's given me over the years, and now for her time on this podcast episode and sharing this with you. So sit back, beautiful friends. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to Coffee Talk. Hi. I'm so excited to be
1: here with you. You know, a memory just pa- uh, popped up, did you what, know that, was of being together in Vancouver, uh, on oh Vancouver my, Island.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness, Lauren. I'm, first of all, I'm so thrilled that you're on here, because um, um, when I thought of today's topic, you're the only person that I really popped into my mind right away. But oh. Oh my goodness, do we go back a long ways, because I first met you when I was in London, England. Oh my gosh,
1: that's right. right the
0: start of the whole, like our business taking off there. And and that's really, you were one of the first people to introduce me to this world of personal growth and vision. And it's really impacted my life so much. And so as we kind of hit these times, I refuse to say the name any longer. Yeah, <laughs> Our friend Spanko calls it the situation. Anyway, we know a lot of people are suffering. Times are really incredibly painful for a lot of people. And I remember at a time when I was really had hit rock bottom and, you know, I really want to talk about how do you find hope and how do you find vision in in times that are tough, like in times where you're literally in survival mode. And I know that you've been there and I was hoping that maybe we can start off with part of your journey and, and how did you find hope in times that were just felt like they were impossible?
1: So interesting. Thank you. First of all, Rosa, for having me. And I appreciate that you, you see me as one of those, uh, People, it's funny because I just got off the phone with my mom, who's eighty. Gosh, how old is she? Eighty four. She's gonna be eighty five. Oh, wow. And she goes, Lauren, you know, I was just talking about you to her. She was talking about me to her doctor, who has three young girls. And uh, she said, I wanted you to talk to her three young girls about really giving them hope, hope and vision. And um, I think the first thing I'll just talk a little bit first about homework I'm going to give everybody.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's what got me started. There were two books that really got me um, excited about vision and hope. And the first was man's search for meaning. And I don't know if anybody's read the book, but it was a man who survived the Holocaust and he hid underneath bodies. Right. So that he said, and he said, you know, I had to survive. He said, because if I didn't survive, who was going to tell the story
0: wow. of what wow. really
1: happened? And that for me is like when times are tough and when I think that I couldn't go on, I, I, say, I would say to myself, I mean, you know, thank God, you know, nothing like that, knock on wood, you know, mm-hmm. but I think she's like my, like our friend Lucy said, you know, and, and some people didn't like the, the phrase that oh, she said, but she I said, you know, her. what could be, what could be worse? Like, mm-hmm. type of things, and like, and, and instead of seeing positive meaning, you know, some people didn't see positive meaning from mm-hmm. that. For me, I saw a lot of positive mm-hmm. meaning from that. And, you know, as she shared about losing her husband at a young age and she was living the fairy tale life. Um, and then there's, a, there's two other books that I, but first, I would recommend every person listening read the book Man's Search for Meaning because it really is about hope that it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to share the story of what we're going through right about these challenging times of life you know where life was like rocking and rolling you know jim Rohn or tony robbins and they always refer to it as you know the seasons in life and that summer you know following summer there's always fall following fall there's always winter following Mm -hmm. you know winter there's always spring and you can't skip a season same thing is in your life like in relationships and freaking raising kids you know, teenagers, it feels like, oh my God, like, <laughs> right? With all of those different interesting times. And winter is an exciting time if you look at it that way. It's all where we, what we focus on. And, um, but my, my, probably the thing that's had the biggest impact on me was in what, something I heard years ago was that you can't let your identity be affected by circumstances. Mm. And that's really understanding like who you are, what you stand for, no matter what the season right? So someone could be like, I hate winter. You know, I hate winter. It's cold. It's this and that. And I go, I, you know, who am I? Like, well, how do I need to show up in winter? I need to show up as hope. I need to show up as possibility. I need to show up as consistent with my rituals that I do, my rituals and my habits that we do. And I think the reason why this has thrown people off is it's affected their rituals and habits so much, Mm. right? People had certain things, but you've also discovered hopefully some new habits that you like. Like I told you, we got a puppy, and I was always saying like, I need to make sure I put on my, I need to make sure that I walk at least five days a week around our four mile circle in our neighborhood. And guess what? God's like, okay, are you serious? And we got a puppy and at 5.05 every morning, you know, he wakes me up to go on that walk. So discovering new rituals so that it's consistent with our identity. Um, the other book that I would recommend to everybody to read is The Alchemist. Mm. If you haven't read the book, Pablo Coelho, as you know well. And, um, you know, that, that, you know, we, lots of times we go looking in for the outside world to really fill us up. Um, and it can get a little, um, how do I say it? Seducing, I would say, mm-hmm. um, about, you know, that instead, I don't want to give away the whole, I don't want to get that, but it's probably one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. And then the third book, which you probably, I don't know where to find it. And I have to find the author again. But I'd given it to a very, very uh, successful person many years ago, 13 years ago. And it called it was called um, Happily Ever After. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to a friend of mine who had gotten married and, and they're very, very well known. I'm not gonna use their name. Yeah. And they were like, they were criticizing me about giving them this book because the book was all about these couples who had been together for you know, like 50, 60, 70 years. And um, they, the, it was all about the tough times and how they got through the tough times together is what made their relationship work. You know, not what to do when times are all hunky-dory and doing great. And personally for me, I found that very, sorry, so I was calling. Mm-hmm. So I found that very inspiring because I knew that if I could, you know, make it through those tough times in my life, Whether it be the community, not just in an intimate relationship, but with my kids, if we can make it through the tough times when they had challenges in their lives or when my friends were going through challenges, time, I knew that I was going to be all right. And that's why I would say more than ever, community is most important right now and who you surround yourself with because you've heard it said before. Mm -hmm. And I hate to tell you guys, there's no new information, it's just you're going to hear it a different way. (laughs) And the truth is, you know, who you surround yourself with is who you become. So you have to look at, uh, your values, most importantly, what's mm-hmm. really most important to you. Your values, what you stand for, and um, and not and, and if you stay true to those values, whatever is happening around you will be in a little bit of. I hate to say this, but a little insignificant because you'll be like you're you're true to yourself no matter what the circumstances.
0: So, oh my goodness, Lauren, I love that so much because it's just about being so real and accepting everything i think so many times in this world of personal growth and personal development we focus so much on the positive but there's so much beauty from the darkness and you were speaking about that speaker lucy um on your it was your beautiful retreat that we just had that was unbelievable i can't wait till it's in real life it was on zoom beautiful (laughs) i loved what she said and i remember because she says Think of the darkest, the what's the worst case scenario? And I remember when I hit my rock bottom, there were two th- two lessons I took from that. One was exactly what you had said, and I know le- I've learned this from you or Susie Mitchell, which you both are the best of friends. And um it was that I kept saying to myself, "This is my journey, not my destination. It's not who I am. It's just a part of the journey." So that mantra loved me, and I learned that from you. And the other one was, I remember looking at a homeless person and thinking that wouldn't be my worst case scenario because I do have family and friends and I'm so blessed. Yes, it would be embarrassing if I had to knock on their door, but I have that. And going to that dark place actually gave me so much light. And so I saw the beauty in what she had said. I thought it was incredible.
1: I, I totally agree with you, you know, and you know what you just shared, and I don't know what people's religious beliefs are, but this isn't, please take it for what it is. But I love that about Kabbalah because Kabbalah talks about either you're adding light to the world or you're adding darkness to the world, right? But you need the, you need the darkness. What people don't realize is we need that darkness so that the light can shine through. So you need a challenge, right? Like where they say, you know, like every hero needs a worthy opponent. If life was just easy, you wouldn't learn the lessons that you need. Like I'm, you know, it's like mother Teresa said, God, I wish you didn't, you know, Wish you didn't trust me so much to be able to handle all of these challenges. But, you know, like we need that because that's where the growth happens. People have to realize that growth happens during those tough times. And either you can just like be, become a victim of circumstances or you can rise above, like, um. And so I, yeah, I, I'm the same thing with Lucy. I mean, I just was so excited that we had to move her to be because one of our other speakers wasn't able to be first on. I'm like, this Great. is perfect yeah. because you'll see everything rise. You know, like how what really like for me, she represented like hope and vision of like what we could create together and like what you can. I mean, just what what's possible, Absolutely. right? And starting with that's what's possible. And um, and like you said, like even if, you know, like you said, the the homeless situation. It's funny. Well, as as we were doing this uh, talk, my brother was just calling in, and when I was going through my um, my divorce, I was trying to handle it alone. I'm do it alone. I, nobody needs to know. You know what's going on in my life. And my brother called me. He goes, "Isn't that just fascinating?" Of your 5,000 Facebook friends, you didn't bother to call a one to say, hey, you know what? I need some help. I need some, you know, your amazing community and you didn't reach out to them. And I think that, you know, my home, my mission is to let everybody know that you're not alone. And there's also another, I hope to give you guys a bunch of resources because, I have learned that the person that's most resourceful always wins. And uh, a great resource from my dear friend who I met about 30 years ago, Nick Ortner. If you're not familiar with who Nick is, he is the one who created the Tapping Solution. And you can download his app. It's called the Tapping Solution. And the first thing you're supposed to do is acknowledge how you're feeling. Acknowledge that negative feeling that you might be feeling. And so he says, okay, I acknowledge that I'm feeling, you know, and then so just, just download it. It's a free app. And yeah, it's almost it like minute. when you it's it's like almost like when you acknowledge it, you like feel the sense of like relief, like, yeah, that is how I'm feeling. I'm not feeling so yeah. great today. Feels and, so good. Right. And then replace it with something positive, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the problem for a lot of people. They'll say, I'm not gonna have caffeine anymore. Mm-hmm. Well then you gotta make sure that you replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. And lots of times people take away without replacing things with something right. new, a new good empowering habit. So mm-hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, oh, Now I've kind of lost my train of thought because when you're talking, I you always have like a million things that just <laughs> flood mm-hmm. me. It's so inspiring. Well, actually that's what I was going to say is that, you know, it's the, the people that have been through hard times and that have risen up are the people that inspire us. And so I think like your very own story, like I watched you through that. I mean, I didn't know personally what you were going through, but I knew you were going through a divorce and we know that that's super painful. And then I watched you build this incredible business, but not just a business, an incredible community of people. And it was, that inspired me to watch that journey. And so I think that's right. If we don't go into those dark places, if we don't have these journeys and rise above it, we can't possibly inspire people. People aren't inspired by us always being perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I remember,
1: it's interesting because I remember I'm trying to remember where we were. All I remember is I was. It would have been. I think it was ten years ago. We were in Europe. Mm-hmm. I remember the building, what it looked like, but I can't remember where it specific. I remember um, it was you, Zvanko, me, London. Susie. I don't remember the first where London we were. conference. Was I think it that's we going through it. Yeah, yeah, and I just kept going. I need to surround myself with really great people who have hope who have been through even more than I have. I remember sitting down talking to Susie and telling me how, you know, when about her raising Simon as a single mom. Mm. And I was like, okay, well she did it. Then what can I learn from her lesson? I remember going to um, what's her name um, from Spain. Um,
0: Marina. Um, huh? Marina Tiroza. Marina, yeah.
1: Marina and I were going through our divorces at the same time. Mm. We were, I think we were going through it at the same time. And I'm like, okay, and she became my buddy for a while. I think we would be like, okay, sister, make sure you call me if you got something going on or anything that I can help you with. And I think making sure you find a buddy um, is a good thing that you'll, not just a buddy that you're just going to comm- you know, comm- commiserate in each other, you know, mm-hmm. misery, but we really decided that we were going to build big businesses in spite of what mm-hmm. was going on. Not, not uh, you know, not for any other reason. and inspire each other. And we actually challenged each other you know, and that was really fun. I remember when we, when we reached, you know, um, I think we, we were reaching a landmark. I mean, we, we, we met it at the same time, but we were competitive. There's something beautiful about a competitiveness where you're inspiring each other and cheering each other on too. So um,
0: I love that. Yeah. So what are like, okay, when it comes to, what are those first steps? Like someone is just like, they're in despair and they're like, I've got to crawl out of this. What are the first steps you would say? I I know you give the resources, the books. Is that where you would start? Or is it a decision? You know, there's a, there's a,
1: you know, it's actually even more than just a decision. They said, um, there, there's three different stages that people, you know, that people, where people end up, a decision, a commitment and a resolve. So Mm -hmm. lots of someone goes, I've decided I like, I'm not going to like eat this way or do this ever again. So they make a decision but then they don't commit. Then they don't make a commitment, right? Or sometimes people mm. make a commitment without making a decision. People do that in relationships all the time. They commit mm. to a relationship and they haven't even decided if they like the person or if they really, like, <laughs> it might sound corny, but it's it's true. Mm. But there's a feeling of um, a resolve, like a resolve, a resolve in yourself is like, that's it. No more. I'm not going to, I'm. Uh, 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 it's not okay anymore. Right. Right. So I think that the, the the feeling of resolve, I mean, even say the, the three words to yourself, decide, commit, resolve. Like even that mm. sense of like resolve in yourself is like, oh, I'm doing this, right? I'm not buying into, uh, you know, everything else around me. So I think that first like, is really resolving yourself. Like I'm moving forward. I'm going to do it. And too many times people think of the how versus the why, mm. right? We all, You know, I really do think. Once again, another book I would ex- suggest everybody read or audio, however you want to do it, is, is um, Simon Sinek's, you know, your why. Mm-hmm. You know, start with your why. You got to start with your why. There's, you know, uh, Tony Robbins calls it RPM. And that's the result. What's the purpose and what's the massive action? So R is like, what do you want? Um, P is your purpose. Why do you want it? And M is the massive action. How do you make it happen? And most people look and go, I want to, you know, create this. And here's how I'm going to do it. That's how most people live their lives. Mm -hmm. You got to start a little bit backwards. Like here's what I'm going to create. And and then you go to, why do I want to create it? Right. Why do I want it to happen? And then you go to, how do I make it happen? So that's where, that's been my rocket fuel for me. So I've been like, you know, and as you know, and that's another thing that we'd be glad to give to your listeners is I'm obsessed. Man of, I'm obsessed, have been since I was 11 years old, 12 years old with manifestation boards. It's all about how do I want to show mm-hmm. up in the world? you know? And so for me, my boards are all about how do I need to show up in my finances, in my business, in my relationships, in my health, in what I'm learning and who I'm surrounding myself with. So I would say to everybody, really ask yourself, how do I want to show up in the world? And not worry mm-hmm. about what's happening around you, but be consistent of how do you want to show up? I want to be an example for a the billions of people. I want people to know that I walk my talk, that I want my talk with my my health, with my relationships, with my, you know, my finances, with all of those different areas of my life. So how do you really want to show up? so I would start with, you know, why do you want this? You know, what 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 do you want to show up? You know, how do you want to be in the world? So um Powerful. that's what I would say.
0: Oh, I love it. And you've already touched on what I want to move into next, which is vision boards. And the vision boards is interesting. Cause I have to share with you when we were back in London in those days, I remember you had come to speak. We were so blessed also to have these Tony Robbins speakers come into our company. It was incredible. And you were talking about vision boards and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of too cool for school. And then, Susie talked about it probably months later, and then I remember I was walking through a London Market with my friend Karen, who got me started in the business, and I was like, Karen, you know, those vision board things, like, I was thinking about this. If those two women are so successful and are leading these incredible lives, maybe i shouldn't be so arrogant to think that there that there's nothing to them like maybe we should do these and so we made a decision in that moment we were going to go do them and i remember we didn't have paper we didn't have anything and we were at the market and i was like look there's some cardboard boxes we went and got these cardboard boxes we had about 5 10 pounds on us we went and bought a bottle of wine, bottle of wine. asked ask the guy cheekily for some plastic cups <laughs> went and scoured the streets for magazines and we literally put together these boards like that night and you know what lauren awesome a year later every single thing had come true on it and things that i never like i had put on there that i wanted to write for top health and fitness magazines i had no clue and i ended up posting a video on twitter of a beach workout and then this editor contacted like it was just i couldn't have planned it it was just unbelievable the things
1: yeah. And that's, you sure. know, I like to, you know, it's funny. Cause I was, I, I will always remember the very first time that I was in San Diego and we were with Tony when he did his very first vision board, yeah. you know, it was hilarious. Uh, and I'm like, and I was talking about, I'm like, dude, I've been doing this since like I was 11 years old and he was like <laughs> a little kid. And I've done, I've done boards with CEOs of companies, like one, this one guy that I used to coach for many years, I was, um, the craziest thing just happened. I saw something that would be like, if I were to share it with you, you'd be like blown away. If I told you what happened, I'll tell you off camera, you know, like with regards to it, but he had put it on his board. This would have been 10 years ago. And I texted him. I'm like, dude, is this your place? And he's like, yes. And he's, I'm like, no freaking way. Like if I were to tell you what it was, you'd be like, no way in heck. But I think it's more than just vision because, um, like, as you know, I like to call it manifestation boards because yeah, yeah. it's really about vision plus getting off your ass and going to do something yeah, creates yeah. that manifestation. And I think we have to look at, you got to do the work, you know, like it that's just, right. you can't just intend and attend. I mean, that's beautiful, but you've got to get off your ass and go do something. And, um, you know, like what, what are you doing? I think the, the most important thing for us in our lives is to remember our, we need to make progress in our lives. We need to move forward, right? You can't go to the gym once and expect to have, um, your body, right? So you got right. the work, you got to be consistent about it. It's like looking at some of our mentors, like, why are they so successful? They keep doing the work. They don't just go, yay, I've arrived and then just stop there. Right, and right. so, you know, really, how do you want to show up in the world? It's like, I'm not stopping, like no, nothing's stopping me, right? Now, as I shared this weekend, you know, with you, I was like, I've let things look. I've let other people get in my, like, oh, Lauren, you're doing this. You're doing so many things. Do this and, that. and after this weekend, and just I just got off the phone with this lady. She goes, we got to share it here and there. I'm like, I'm like, nothing's stopping me now, right? Like, I'm and so I think a public the leverage, like for me, is a public commitment. Declaring it and saying I'm doing it has always been good for my business, is all my business, right? Like with that business, you know, like the you know, with us working together, I'm like, I'm doing it. And and people go, Oh, well, but you remember if you, ha- you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to do that. And you're going to have to do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but don't let other people's limiting beliefs getting in the way of your vision. So, you know, that in that, like I share with you this weekend, you know, really mastering your internal world, your beliefs about who you are beliefs about what you stand for beliefs about what you're here to do. So your beliefs, your vision, your short-term vision, your long-term vision, and then, you know, really looking at your standards. Like, what are, you, what are your standards? We we are our standards, right? I know I've got to raise my standards in some areas of my life. You know, I mean, freaking, I went to the pool yesterday. And I was like looking about, you know, why are people bitching and complaining? I looked around the pool and I looked at some of the people's standards. Right. Do you, does that make sense? I mean, yeah. you've got to look around. Like, why do I do certain things because I know that my standards are where I want my daughter and my boys to look at me and go, my mom's my hero, right? Mm -hmm. Like my mom's my hero. She's living her standards. She's living what it's about, but I'm always looking at how can I continue to raise my standards? I love that.
0: I love that. And you reminded me of like also spending time with people that raise your standards for you. I remember I said to my good friend Monica, when I was really again in that dark time. And I said to her, I was living in this terrible place, Lauren. And I remember I had to go to the laundry mat, which I'd never done in my entire life because there was no washer dryer. They promised to put it in. They never did. And I said to her, all I want is a washing machine. And she was like, oh girl, you have got to dream bigger. And I remember that's again, when I went and got another ma- manifestation board and started working yep. on that. And like, thank goodness for friends like that, that raise you up. They don't get in the gunk with you. Like, yes, they'll listen, but then it's okay. I've, I've heard you, but now what next? How do we move? yeah
1: Yep. That's it's a really great, 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 great message you just mm-hmm. shared because you know, you don't, I think, you know, there's this part of us that our ego wants to feel like we're the smartest tool in the shed. And really that's the worst thing you could do is be, you want to be around people that have a lot higher, you know, have achieved more than you. Right. So if you look at even the people that I had this week, like, like she's like, listening to what Lucy's created. Right. You know, I I mean, you look and, and look what she's created. I mean, it's unbelievable what she's, what she has done or, Heidi, you know, that you heard this yeah. weekend, or Kathy Buckley or some of these other people. I'm like, I need to surround myself with people that I, I look like, oh my God, I, got, I, got, I still got a long way to go. <laughs> Not that I don't acknowledge where I am, right? Yeah, I'm grateful. Right. And, and you heard that you heard that thread, you know, throughout there is like, be grateful for what you have. But you want to be a little bit like, um, dis, how do I say this? Like, discon, um, gratefully discontent right so right. there's a part of you that just doesn't because when you're just content, it's all about you if you're like and mm-hmm. and but i'm gratefully just content like i know i want to do more mm-hmm. i want you know i want to be able to for I'm, I'm here you know as you know in the i got my daughter a, it's her 13th birthday and i got her a we got a suite here at one of the hotels and i w- checked in last last night and i was like hey i'm a local just wondering, you know, what would it be to like upgrade to like the best suite in the hotel? And so the lady comes back and she, you know, she smiles at me, and so she get, you know, they gave me a really good deal on the upgraded suite. And I saw the look on all of Asher's friends' faces, and I'm like, I don't want to just do this for my daughter. I want to be able to do this for her friends. Yeah, you know, yes. so that's what I mean by discon. You know, you know, gratefully discontent. You know, so that you want to be able to do more, be able to help more. Not just about my kids or, you know, what can I do to, I, I said, told you, I think I shared this before too, is that challenge yourself. Like I, I, during the whole situation, as you said, was that I, um, I decided to go to Facebook and every time a GoFundMe would show up, I'd say yes to it. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And I was like, yeah, that feels good. Mm-hmm. So when all the challenges were happening around me, I'm like, okay, how can I be the solution? So how can I be part of the solution versus part of the challenge? So think about what you can do every day to be part of the solution. I saw the girl at the pool yesterday and, you know, she was picking up freaking face masks out of the pool, Uh, you know, just do the right thing, right? Do little things that are part of the solution, you know, and you'll start to feel better about who you are and you never know what your purpose might, you might discover your purse, your purpose through doing a little thing. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. Like I can't tell you how many times that, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. If I just like help people do that one thing and
0: it's by being aware of the moment. So. Anyway. Oh, powerful. Okay. I have one last question for you. And then I have two questions I ask everyone. Cause I know we're, okay. we're getting to the end okay. of the time, but Oh, I'm so, this has been so incredible. Um, okay. So here's the thing. How, how do you trust in the process when nothing seems to be happening? So you make this decision, you start to, you know, do the right steps and you know, they're the right steps, but you still don't see any results or anything changing.
1: That's my favorite question, because I didn't know you were going to ask that question, but I think that once again, it goes back to Jim Rohn, um, that everybody understands that there's got, there's got to be a season it's, you've got to follow the seasons um, and that there's some, you've got to, you've got to sew, you know, you've got to till the ground. So you got to make sure that you're putting in good thoughts and that's the first step. So you have to find the right, um, you know, the right soil to put it in. So that means surrounding yourself with great people. That means that you're consistent with like really knowing that you're true to yourself and that it's not just a short term. Then once again, it's about being patiently persistent because we all want it right now. We think that the, we think that the planting season and the and the sowing season is the same time, and some things just take time. I remember when I was talking to Bob Proctor, and I'm, and he he wrote a, he wrote I asked him to write the forward to my book, The Courage to Raise a Gentleman, and I said, uh, Bob, I owe you an apology. He goes, Why, why, why Lauren? I go, because I used to poo poo the whole thing about experience, you know, and time in the trenches, and and I'm like, I I realize that some things just take time. And I wasn't ready. I think that I had to be honest with myself. I I was pushing to make things happen when I guess, especially in my thirties, I think I was too cocky. I thought that I knew everything and I realized that I needed more life lessons in in order to to that. So I say, you got to be patiently persistent and just breathe, just breathe through it and just know that the, you know, it'll happen when it needs to happen. So you just got to keep moving forward. Yeah, I like that
0: term patiently persistent.
1: Yeah. You got to be patiently persistent and you have to be, um, you have to, it's like, we're not, you have to write, write down the little wins. If I was home, I would show you, I have my, my planners from the past 30 years. And I take notes on all the great things that have happened in my life. Little things, big things. When my kids lost their first tooth, to going on a trip, to running into a friend and I think we're always looking for like the big wins versus right. really all of those great little wins that are happening right. in Ireland. So, all the things yeah. that
0: truly bring the joy is the little things. For sure, for sure.
1: And to build that muscle, right? Like going right. to the gym is no fun, right? I, I mean, it's like, um, for me, it's not fun. Um, <laughs> but But when I see the results, I know that it was all those little actions that I took along mm-hmm. the way, you know, like I had to, you have to, you know, I had to prove myself over the years, right? Like I, I have so many people call me and go, I want to be a speaker like you. I'm like, do you know how many, it's really putting in that 10,000 hours. You yes, have to least. ask yourself, you yeah. have to ask yourself, am I willing, right? At least to put in those 10,000 hours. Do you know how many freaking thousands of seminars I've taught for free right. or like, uh, do you know, like, you know, you know, or like it's the actors and actresses of uh, what that they've done. I think I was listening to Kevin Hart. Nobody realizes yeah. all that he went through to get where awesome. he was. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. look, how many times he got like things thrown at him when he went to like that stand-up comedy yeah. places. How much work! So you got to be willing to do the work. So you can't yeah. expect yeah. The rewards if you're not gonna. You can't expect the rewards if you're right. not willing to do the work. So.
0: so true, and it's funny. I always say that to my clients. Of back when I was personal training a lot. And they wouldn't like the particular exercise I gave them. And I used to say to them, you don't have to love the exercise. You you need to love the result. You need to love the reason you're going to do it and and what you're going to get from it. You don't have to love what you're doing in this moment. And you probably shouldn't. You You Mm
1: -hmm. know, it's like those, it's those ABCs, those, those basics that create the results that you want. It's like, you can't just I think so many times, like I said, I see people go to what I, end up in seminar soup. They go from a seminar, They mm. this, this seminar is going to do it, this seminar is going to do it. I've got a certification in this, and certification in that, a certification mm. in that. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to do this the yeah. same <laughs> things consistently, right? Like over and over and over again. I remember when I was doing this workout, um, at like a boot camp, and I had to get up at like six in the morning, and I'm like, was doing TRX, and then we'd be, you know, ball, all that stuff. And then I started noticing, I, and it was after I had Asher; she, she was just a couple months old, maybe like four months old. And I started noticing I was getting those lines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love I like the, the lines. lines. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, this is awesome. <laughs> so now I know, I know what to do. It's not not knowing what to do. I know what to do. It's just, am I really, have I really resolved that I'm going to do the work to get the results? Right. So you've got to, but- circumstances, what's happening in the world, don't, it's your commitment. It's your resolve in yourself that's going to do it. I love so.
0: that. Oh my gosh. So, okay. On to the last two questions that I ask everyone. And the first one is, Can you probably have quite a few of these, but can you think of a moment when something you heard changed everything for you? was something I heard, oh, I
1: would say probably the one that always comes up for me is yeah, it was 30 years ago and I heard the words, don't let your rear view mirror be your guide. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many times we like our story. We're so attached to our story. Well when I was two years old this happened and when I was 14 this happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're 55 now. Come on. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I was like the only thing you've got is this moment. And so to be present in this moment. And to think about how you want to use that as your fuel versus your shackles, I think was a big thing for me. So stop letting your rear view mirror be your guide.
0: Oh, that one gave me goosebumps. I can think of like myself at one point where I was attached to my stories. I remember it was Dr. Meacher Ray said to me, I was retelling her a story, something that happened. And she goes, Rosa, I have all the time in the world for you, but at what point do you let go of your story? And I was like, Oh, and it was the greatest lesson. And I'm so, I'm so grateful for women that could just say it as it is because they, they love you and they're willing to say what's hard. But, oh, that was powerful. Powerful. I just got off the phone with nature right before I was oh, on with you. So, yeah. Okay, very last question. What does living life by design mean for you? Ooh.
1: Um, what is, that's a great question. What does living life by design mean? Mean to me, wow, it means that i get you know that I'm in charge of my life that not living life by design to mean like i get to i get to decide what furniture I'm going to put in my place. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get to decide that i can I can redesign any anytime that I want right if it's yes. if it's something that's not serving me, I can let it go ooh it redesign that- I love it right? It means that I can, you know, Mm -hmm. like right now is a great time to uh, redesign or re, what would you say? You know, like revamp everything. Mm -hmm. So I get to choose that. I get to choose by design and, and you know what else it means? Honoring other people's designs. Their design doesn't have to look like my design. You know, like I'm here at the I'm here at the golden nugget, you know, and a lot of people would look at the golden nugget and be like, Oh my gosh, like it's, it's old, it's old Vegas. It's not the new, like hip strip, but there's beauty in this elegance of this old, the history that's here and the, you know, the simplicity of what's here and these, I don't know. Um, so honoring other people's designs too, that we, that's what we need to do too is, is appreciate each other's designs too.
0: So. Oh my goodness. Lauren, thank you so so much. I know that this is an episode that I will be listening to over and over in the weeks to come. And I will put for anyone listening, I will put absolutely everything in the show notes that Lauren has talked about from the books to links to how you can get in touch with her. But Lauren, thank you. I appreciate you so much and thank you not only for this podcast but for everything you do for for me, for women, for creating community for all of us. Thank you
1: love you and i respect you immensely and um thank you and always stay true to the awesome woman that you are because you're pretty badass thanks for
0: your time bye thank you so much for listening in today i know time is precious and i'm grateful you shared yours with me it would mean the world to me if you felt an impact a moment of inspiration or learned something new if you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on itunes I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.